Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes. And I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. You're listening to the Engaging Missions Radio Show. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Radio Show, your home for inspiration and encouragement from missionaries around the world. Join us each week to hear what God is doing and to learn how you can be involved wherever you are in whatever God has called you to do. Whether you're a full-time missionary or are called into the marketplace, you have a home here. We're all in this together. All right, let's get started. This week we have a very special treat. Our guest is none other than my wife, Catherine Ensminger. Ordinarily, she wouldn't want to do an interview like this, but a couple weeks ago she felt impressed that it was time to share her testimony, and she's going to share it with us today. Catherine spent about four and a half years as a short-term missionary with Youth with a Mission. During that time, she went on a number of outreaches to Mexico, India, Central Europe, and more. She also served on staff at a YWAM base. After she completed her time as a missionary, Catherine went back to school and then re-entered the marketplace full-time. She is amazing at building and maintaining relationships and still has a heart for world missions. And all of that was before we met and were married about five and a half years ago. We now have two wonderful children who are still sleeping and Catherine is able to stay home full-time. And I suspect that today I'm going to hear some stories I've never heard before, too. Okay, Catherine. I've given a little introduction. Now, why don't you take a minute, tell us about yourself and your ministry. We want to get to know you personally. You shared a lot of what I have to say about myself. I'm Catherine, and I'm married to an amazing man named Brian, and we have two kids. Uh, after I went to college, I got where I got a degree in elementary education, I moved up to Nashville, and I never taught. So a few years after I moved to Nashville, I became a missionary with Youth with a Mission, and I was with Youth with a Mission for five years, and then I went back to school for accounting, and there I entered the workforce, worked for EM Christian Music Group, and I have the honor of staying home and teaching my kids and raising my kids. Thanks. Now that we know you a little, can you share with us a scripture or motivational quote that's really meaningful to you, and then share with us how that scripture or quote has really shaped your behavior? The quote that has really impacted me, and lately I've heard um, different opinions about it, but the, the quote that has really impacted me is, preach the gospel at all times, if necessary, use words. And it's always been accredited to St. Francis of Assisi, but they really don't know who quoted, who said that. Um, this, this quote is important to me because when I was growing up, I, I saw missionaries to be in your face and 
shoving the Bible down your throat and not being loving and caring in any way. And I wanted nothing to do with missionaries or what they what they represented. And I went on a mission trip with a youth group and learned how to build relationships with people in other countries and realized that that is what I wanted to be in a missionary. And so the that quote speaks to me, friendship evangelism. Now, Catherine, we know that not everybody's life is just easy and happy. In fact, we all have challenges and struggles. As we get started in this, we want to hear about a time in your journey when you encountered a significant challenge or failure. Share a story about one time when God really came through, whether your back was against the wall and you needed a breakthrough, whether you were facing an insurmountable challenge or recovering from a failure, or were just praying for somebody else. Paint us a picture of God's faithfulness. Take us to that time in your life and tell us that story and share with us your lessons learned. Well, the testimony that I want to share is actually the the testimony that God put on my heart to share on this radio show. Um, when I was a missionary with Youth with a Mission, it was my discipleship training school. We went to N'Djamena, Chad, and um, originally the outreach was supposed to be to Chad and Sudan, which my heart is for Sudan. So that's where I was wanting to go. And we had to switch up in our trip and ended up being um, going to Europe and Chad. So we went to Chad and found a hotel once we landed there. And it was Hotel Arendelle. And it was right next door to the Grand Mosque. And it was a um, not-so-nice place by American standards. So we, all the, the three girls would share one bed and the three guys, I don't know what they did because I wasn't in their room. But um, the next day we went to go check in at the American embassy. And for some reason, all the Americans in the country of Chad were at the embassy so they asked where we were staying, and we told them that we were staying at the Grand Mosque, and they said, that is not where y'all need to stay. So um, they moved us to the Swiss guest house, which was on the other side of town. And um, so we got moved and settled, and one of the guys that was on the trip named Henry said, what are we doing here? I ha- I'm supposed to meet a friend over on the other side where hotel where hotel Arendelle is and um and so he asked me to he, me and one other guy to go with him and we went um and one thing that's important to mention is that there was a African um presidential convention going on in Jamina Chad at the same time and all the presidents were fine with Americans except for Gaddafi and he just happened to be in town so while we were at the embassy, they said, you might want to lay low and not go out. And that's one of the reasons they put us in the guest house. Um, so Henry, another guy, and I went back to Hotel Arendelle to meet a guy that Henry had set up a meeting with. And while we were there, we met 
several other Nigerian men, and they took us to a Nigerian restaurant, and um, there we met a guy named Charles, and he liked us so much, he wanted to show us his shop in the market. So he took us out there, and my heart being for Sudan, I I saw the one worker that he had, and the woman that was there, she was from the Bari tribe in Sudan, and I had worked with um, some Bari um, people before, and so my heart just really connected to that girl. We didn't stay very long. Charles set us up in a taxi to send us back to this the guest house. We get into the taxi and they said, "Where do you want to go?" And we said, "The guest, the Swiss guest house." They're like, "We don't know where that is." So I said, "Well, we think it's near the airport." He said, "I can't go near the airport. The airport's been shut down because Gaddafi's in town." No one, no one goes near the airport. And so we said, we'll take us close to the airport. And so we got dropped off in the middle of a dirt road where the other side, on the other side of the fence was an airplane. Um, so we, for a while, we just stood there and looked at each other and what do we do? We don't know where we are. And um, this very nice Chadian man came up to us and he only spoke French, and we only spoke English, and he said he would take us home. So he took us to every English-speaking person he knew. Um, the first play, the first house he took us to were these um, old English missionaries, and they pull out this map, and all the roads had different names than what they are now because the, the rule over... Chad switched from English to French. So now all the names were in French and the map was all in English, so it wasn't very helpful. And he didn't know where the guest what the the Swiss guest house was either. So the man said, I know somebody else's go. Or somehow he relayed that to us because he only spoke French. And we went to this next house and Henry was like, No, we can't go to that house. We had to keep going. I've been to this house. I was at this house this morning. We can't stay here. And we're like, come on, Henry. The guy knows who we are. He's like, no, no, we have to go. And he would not tell us why. And it turns out that the man that lived in that house was the one who told us that we need to lay low and not go out in the town. So he didn't want to get in trouble. So once we were there, Henry kind of had an idea of how we were to get back, and we went to this roundabout. We got to this roundabout that had these lion heads, and right when we got to the roundabout, the French-speaking uh, guide told us all to get back near the wall, and all these official cars started driving by, um, mostly military jeeps to start off with, but one parked right in front of me. And one very important fact that I didn't mention was that at the time I had bleached blonde hair and I had very fair skin and I was in a country that was the darkest dark black you could get. And so I stuck it, I stood out like a sore thumb. But this this so this Jeep was parked right in front of me and there were six men holding guns all looking at me and my my friend Henry, who is Chinese, and another white man. 
And I was so scared. <laughs> I didn't know if we would ever get out of the situation. And the French speaker made the French speaking guide made sure we knew to look down, not to look up. You know, don't watch the cars going by. Um, after about 10 minutes of official limousines with different country flags going by, um, eventually they stopped and the military men um, drove away. But during that time, I I just prayed, Lord, get me out of this. And if you get me out of this, I will serve you forever. And as of right now, I'm still serving him. Um, and for the rest of the story, we were lost for about four hours in Njamina. And right after that happened, I prayed, Lord, let my team pray for us to find our way home because there's... This is ridiculous. We've been walking forever. And within 15 minutes, we found our way home. And um, once I got there, I asked one of the team members, I said, did you guys pray for us while we were gone? And they're like, yeah, about 15 minutes before you showed up. So God's timing on all of that to keeping us safe and for prayer my prayer being answered by their prayer being answered. It was just a, um, a great revelation of what, of who God is. Thank you for sharing that story. And it's easy to forget sometimes that it's often out of those great challenges that we see God's amazing faithfulness. And now we're going to move to the other end of the spectrum. Just like we all have challenges, there are those moments of revelation where the clouds part and everything seems clear. Share with us a story of a time in your journey when that happened. Take it back. Take us back to that moment and share with us the steps that you took to turn that light bulb moment into success. Um, when I was in college, I had a roommate who decided to spread a rumor, a really bad rumor about me. The college I went to was very small. It was about 500 students. Um, everyone knows everybody. Everybody's in everybody's business. And so once that rumor got spread, I found out what it was like to have no friends, no one to talk to. I I really despised that roommate. And from that point on, hatred just grew inside of me. Um, fast forward 10 years to... 2003, I was on staff at YWAM, and we were dealing with forgiveness, forgiving others, and um, just making ourselves making ourselves clean before God. And many times, I, I went back to trying to forgive that roommate, and I would say, if I saw her on the street, would I forgive her? No, not yet. And um, at one point, a friend from college emailed me and said, Oh, it's so good to see you. Did you hear about your ex-roommate? She passed away in 1998. So here I am being mad at this this girl for 10 years. And six of it, she wasn't even around. And I'm and I'm have this bitterness and hatred for someone who's not even who doesn't care. So my aha moment is that Unforgiveness only hurts ourselves. 
My ex-roommate didn't care that I was holding all this bitterness. Only I, only I was suffering from this. Um, bitterness takes a hold and, and resentment grows. My sister and I used to talk about when we have bitter, when we have bitterness towards someone, that they would slowly become an ogre in our mind. Most of the time, they weren't really. Usually when someone was becoming an ogre in my mind, I would go and talk to them, and they became a regular person again. Now, Catherine, we're moving on to the present day. We want to hear about what's going on in your ministry. What's really exciting you right now, and what do you see coming in the future? Right now, my ministry is my kids. Every day I get to play with them and watch them grow. Um, Right now, it's exciting to me because my daughter loves going to Bible study, which she calls Jesus School. Every day she comes home and she talks about the stories that they learned about Jesus. And her favorite song is King of the Jungle. And she yells out, J-E-S-U-S, yes. And that just excites me so much to, to see my kids, or at least see Alyssa grow in that way. And I look forward to seeing... James grow up and do that too. I'm sure there are some people listening who are already supporting missionaries, either financially or in prayer, but want to do more. If they really wanted to level up their game, what's just one thing they could do to encourage or support a missionary? I think that one thing that would have encouraged me is if someone would contact me in between newsletters, have a phone call, send them an email, ask them to coffee if they're local. If they're away, just just to be in personal contact with them. Newsletters can be so impersonal, and um, I would I would try to put something personal at each of my newsletters, or I guess it would be a blog or email these days. But um, it would it would have really encouraged me to have feedback from my supporters. What would it have meant to you to get a note like that? It would mean that I was not doing I was not a missionary on my own it would mean that somebody believed in what I was doing and someone just wanted to be my friend thanks for sharing that now it's time to move on to the speed round that's where I get to ask you a series of questions and you can come back at us quickly with short and amazing answers does that sound like a plan oh yeah what's the best advice you've ever received don't burn bridges You never know when you're going to need someone's help or support. (laughs) Don't burn bridges. What's one meaningful thing that somebody else did to encourage, support, or help you? I had someone pay my cell phone bill while I was a missionary. She continued to pay my cell phone bill while I was in school and until I got back on my feet. Can you share one of your personal habits that you strongly believe contributes to your success? Singing worship. (laughs) Whenever I get stressed or frustrated, I find when I just worship the Lord through singing, it calms my stress level down and I can start to see things in perspective. Do you have an internet resource that you use and can share with our listeners? (laughs) I use Facebook. As a stay-at-home mom, I don't get to see many people over over three feet tall. And... It is my way to stay connected with other people and build a community 
Um, like Brian said in the introduction, I like to build relationships and keep them going and not being in contact with people is hard on me. <laughs> What's one book that you would recommend for our listeners? I would recommend No Compromise by Melody Green. It's the biography of Keith Green and um, the the things that he went through in his walk and how strong he was in his relationship. It just really impacted my walk with the Lord. Now, this last one's a little bit tricky, so take a minute and think about it and then come back at us with an answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new country where you knew nobody. You still have all your experience and knowledge and your family's there with you. Your food and shelter are covered, but all you have is a laptop and $500 U.S. What would you do in the next seven days? Being in a new country, the first thing I would want to do is explore the land. Know where I am, who my neighbors are, where the grocery store is or whatever. Um, with the With the $500, I'd put $250 in the bank and save it for a rainy day. And I'd give the two other two hundred and fifty away to people who need it, as I went around the town seeing who those people are. Um, I'd probably give away the computer to to a ministry that needed it because if I'm in another country, I want to focus on the other country. I don't want to be on the computer. <laughs> now we're almost done. Would you share with us one last piece of advice, and then the best way for us to get in touch with you, and then we'll say goodbye. The only advice I could think of is love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Those two things are everything. Um, if you love your Lord with all your heart, soul, and strength, that will, that will get you right with God. And then treating, loving your neighbor as yourself is sharing that love that God has given you that you have for God with others. And is there a way for people to get in touch with you? You can email me at catrad777 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for being with us, Catherine. I really appreciate your time and your generosity. Thank you for having me. That's the end of our time with Catherine. I appreciate that she was willing to be obedient to where she felt Christ was leading her. She really stepped out of her comfort zone to be with us today. As she challenged us, preach the gospel at all times, and when necessary, use words. It may not really be a quote from St. Francis, but it's a good reminder that all we are and all we do should glorify God and reveal His beauty to an unbelieving world. You'll find links to No Compromise, the book she recommended, as well as all the resources that came up in today's show at engagingmissions.com slash Katherine Ensminger. That's K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-E-N-T-Z-M-I-N-G-E-R. I'd like to take a moment to say thanks to the people who left an official rating of this show since our last episode. So thank you, Paga Ensi, T.C. Avey, Marfoof, Joe Daddy 1138, and Mike Preeb. If you liked this, please subscribe in iTunes and leave us an honest rating and review. You can do that by visiting engagingmissions.com slash iTunes. Your feedback can help make this show better and can help get us into the hands and ears of more people. It really helps us more than you know. And if you do, please be sure to grab a screenshot of yourself doing your review and email it to me. 
you can email it to ratings at engagingmissions.com. I'll make sure it's featured on our Pinterest board and at engagingmissions.com slash ratings. Finally, I just partnered with audible.com to bring you one free audiobook when you sign up for a 30-day free trial to check out their service. While the book Catherine recommended, No Compromise, isn't available from Audible, there are over 150,000 titles to choose from. When I first signed up for my Audible account over seven years ago, I chose to get the full Bible for free, and I've absolutely loved it. In fact, I went back a couple years later to find another version and download that as well. I've listened to both on the go. One year, I spent almost my entire commute to and from work just listening to the Bible. If you're interested in a free book, check out Audible at audibletrial.com engage. That's audibletrial.com engage. Thanks so much for joining us for the Engaging Missions radio show. May God richly bless you. We'll see you next week.